Hey guys, welcome to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Diana Lee. I spent years steeped in diet culture, obsessively weighing, measuring, and tracking my food. In 2019, I ditched macro tracking for good, and now I've made it my mission to help you swap diets for real food freedom. It's time to unfuck your mindset and stop letting food control you. Let's dive in. Before I get into this episode, I'd like to put a disclaimer that I am not providing medical advice. This episode is being provided to inform you of options that you may pursue in your health journey. If you have a health concern, please contact your medical provider. And something that I'm absolutely loving in the health and fitness space is that now coaches are getting educated on how to read and interpret lab work to better help their clients. This is something that I myself did through taking Sam Miller's functional nutrition and metabolism specialization earlier this year, and I've begun to implement that into my own coaching as well. I love this shift because it's acknowledging that health is not simply calories in and calories out and weight loss. Losing weight does not inherently make you a healthier person, and by looking at internal health markers, we are taking a more intentional and educated approach to improving our clients' lives. Now that lab work is being talked about more and more on social media, I wanted to do a podcast episode on the basics. Do you need labs? How do you get them? And what else do you need to know and understand to best utilize this strategy in your health journey? First, let's cover the very basic question of, do you need to get labs done? There are basic lab panels that your primary care doctor will run, especially as you age, to monitor your overall health. And they're likely running these at least once a year or each time you do see your medical provider. These may include your complete blood count or your CBC, your complete metabolic panel or your CMP, and your lipid panel, which would include your cholesterol values, right? So your HDL, LDL, and triglycerides. These basic panels are often covered by your insurance annually, and it's good to stay on top of your general health and well-being. More specific labs can be used to help uncover the answers to symptoms that you may be struggling with, but these specific labs are just not always as available, or if they are, they do often come at an extra cost. If cost is a factor in your health journey and your insurance does not cover more extensive lab work, then you do not necessarily need labs to know what to do in your health journey to improve your well-being. Allow me to explain. Something that we need to acknowledge is that just because we have labs doesn't mean the data will now provide a magical answer that would be hidden otherwise. Whether my clients have lab work or not, more often than not, we have more than enough to work on together from a nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle perspective. The basics still work, and the basics must be in place before you can implement any high-level strategy. What do I mean by the basics? From a nutrition standpoint, I'm looking at if you're eating whole real foods, limiting processed foods, eating enough to fuel your body for your activity level, eating the proper macro balance for your goals and overall well-being, and that you have a healthy relationship with food. From a fitness standpoint, I'm looking at if you're exercising enough or even too much, if you're supporting your exercise with adequate recovery protocols, and if you're getting movement outside of the gym, such as through walks and the likes. From a lifestyle perspective, I'm looking at, are you sleeping more than seven hours per night on a regular basis? Are you consuming too much caffeine and at all hours of the day? Are you managing your stress well? 
and so on. Chances are, if you're signing up to work with me, you haven't mastered the basics. And no matter what, this is a great place for us to start. And we don't need labs to tell us that. If you're experiencing dysfunction within your body, we can most likely make progress in healing that dysfunction if we correct some of the more obvious problems that we have. Additionally, I also take note of the symptoms that you're feeling to help me identify what possibly could be going on and what the most important action to take is in your journey. When my clients come to work with me, I now have them fill out an entire biofeedback survey in which I collect information on how you feel in regards to your gut health, hormone health, adrenals, and more. A lot of these symptoms combined with the knowledge of your existing nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle can point us in the right direction. If you're not experiencing any major biofeedback that suggests that there is dysfunction in your body, then we may never need to get labs beyond the basics for general health. I've been nutrition coaching now for about four years online, and I've still helped countless individuals feel great in their bodies and achieve results, whether it was weight loss or body recomposition or simply getting stronger and feeling well-fueled without ever seeing labs. Not everyone has dysfunction that needs to be healed or whatever they have going on truly can be fixed with the basics. On the other hand, if you submit my biofeedback survey and we have some glaring symptoms that are truly hindering your well-being, then yeah, this might be a time for us to push for labs. Cost is definitely going to be a factor in what labs you request and are able to get done. Look, and in an ideal world, insurance will cover your labs, but as I'm sure you can guess in the American healthcare system, it's just not always that easy. There have been times that I've worked with a client to request very specific lab values to be tested only to receive a handful of what was on the list. Usually for labs to be covered by insurance, they need to be coded properly. This means you need to justify why you want certain lab values drawn and you can back this up with your symptoms. This is something that I help my clients with in advocating for their more cohesive lab panels. I typically outline what values we ideally want to get, and then I provide the why behind these values, and I'll highlight which of their biofeedback symptoms to bring up to their doctor to increase the chances of getting the labs that we want. This sometimes works, but it, not all the time. So if you get denied, what next? There are a lot of out-of-pocket options for getting labs if you have the funds to do so. I've used Merrick Health, that's M-A-R-E-K, to do complete panels for clients for about in the $300 range. I also have access to order either full panels or specific markers for my clients through a company called DHA Laboratory. In the past, I've also directed clients to Life Extension for lab work as well. All of these are private companies that provide lab orders that you can either take to a local lab core or hire a phlebotomist to execute for you. The cost can vary depending on what you need. So once again, if your insurance isn't covering your lab work, it can be beneficial to start with the basics and we can likely see improvements in your health still working off of that. The real question is, should you be running off and spending money on lab work on your own? I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I've definitely been seeing a lot more ads for lab work through some kind of company that tells them that they can test their fertility or they can test their hormones and check on their own hormone health. But I've also seen some downsides to this as well. So for instance, I looked at somebody's labs who they had gotten their hormones tested, but they were also on hormonal birth control. And I was going to talk about that a little bit later, but essentially 
that's a moot point. And that company is not telling you, hey, this really makes no sense to get this checked. I've also seen that people are not well informed on how to best get good lab results, which I'm also going to go over later. So we have to understand that there is some information that we need to not only be able to get these labs done correctly, but then even more so to be able to interpret these labs. So if you're on your own and you are not well-versed in reading lab work and you do not know what these values mean, and trust me, it's not as simple as just reading it off the paper, then you're not really going to be able to get any takeaways from the labs that you're getting. And it is very important that you have somebody who is qualified in reviewing and interpreting your lab work and thus providing some advice from there. Now, a functional health coach like myself or a medical professional can assist with this. And in some cases, such as the case with Merrick Health, these companies that you purchase labs from occasionally do include consultations with licensed professionals, but usually that is an additional upcharge. If you were to buy labs off of the web, you may not be able to interpret your results and determine what can be done about them. And trust me, this is not a time to be Googling your way through and figuring it out. And I highly recommend teaming up with somebody to assist you. Someone like a functional health doctor or a specialist can actually work to help you get diagnosed. While myself as a functional health coach, I cannot diagnose, but I can help advocate for you in the medical space to get you the diagnosis and care that you truly need. But I can also then help you from a nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle perspective. Now, you might be wondering if you're looking for answers, what kind of labs should you ask your doctor to run? Now, this will obviously vary by how you feel and if you're experiencing any symptoms of dysfunction, as well as your nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle factors. But I will give you some basic tips and some best practices for requesting labs for specific needs. The first basic practice that you should implement, no matter what labs you get done, is do them fasted and first thing in the morning to get the most accurate results. There are certain metrics that will vary based on our circadian rhythm and or the food that we consume, so it's best to plan accordingly. I have one example of this where I have a client who was working to raise his testosterone, and the first time that we tested his testosterone, we tested it in the morning. Then he happened to get it run with a doctor at another point in time, and he was really, really bummed out when he came back to me and told me that his T was showing way lower than our original tests, despite all the work that we had done together over those few months. What it turns out is he had taken that test later in the afternoon and testosterone is one of those hormones that operates on our circadian rhythm. And so it made sense that his testosterone went down because he took his labs at a later time in the day. So this is just a example of why it's best to do these labs first thing in the morning before a meal. If you're looking for a basic overview of your health, it can help to request from your doctor a CBC and CMP, as I explained before, for your blood and metabolic health, insulin and A1C to check for insulin sensitivity as well as metabolic health, ferritin to check iron levels, a lipid panel to check your cholesterol, vitamin D and CRP to test for inflammation. This is just a good place to start, and these requests will likely be covered by your insurance. I cannot guarantee that, but more often than not, I do see these are covered. 
If you're experiencing symptoms such as cold extremities, hair loss, constipation, unexplained weight gain, and or low energy, you may want to get your thyroid tested. The biggest hurdle I see is that only one or two of the necessary metrics are provided in thyroid testing. When you request for thyroid testing, specify that you want TSH, free T3, free T4, and reverse T3 to be measured. It can help to outline your symptoms to your doctor in efforts to get this full panel, but I've also seen insurance deny some of these metrics and still provide an incomplete panel. I just went through this with a client recently. She was able to get TSH and total T3 pulled, but we were unable to get free T4, free T3, and reverse T3. So we're working with what we've got. If you're looking to test your hormone health, there are a few considerations. To any of my male listeners, you may want to get your hormones tested if you have an absence of morning erections, fatigue, muscle weakness, low motivation, and low libido. For my ladies, you may be pursuing hormone testing if you're looking to get pregnant in the near future, or if you're experiencing PMS, brain fog, acne, irregular or missed periods, and a low libido. For either case, you'll ask for free and total testosterone, estradiol, progesterone, SHBG, DHEAS, cortisol, LH, and FSH. Ladies, a few things to know before you go running your tests on hormones. So I already mentioned this, but the first thing is do not bother testing your hormones if you are currently on birth control. This is just going to be a waste of money because you are giving your body outside hormones. So you're not going to get a true read on your body's hormone health. If you do come off of birth control, it's in best practices to wait at least four months for your body to regulate on its own before you do go ahead and test your hormones. That timeline can be different for a lot of women, but it's a good general sense. In addition, plan to test your hormones between days 19 and 21 of your cycle. Your hormone levels will vary at different parts of your cycle. And during this period, you can best assess your progesterone levels compared to your estrogen levels. Mind you, in terms of requesting thyroid and or hormone metrics, these will be in addition to the basic panel that I mentioned. When it comes to reviewing labs, these metrics do not operate within their own silos. Rather, they come together to tell a full comprehensive story. Now, I couldn't really dive into too many specifics here on what kind of labs to request because that's a much greater conversation. There's a lot we could be looking into, and it's very, very difficult to narrow it down and create a general podcast. But if you guys have questions, I'm happy to help answer them, or you can also ask your doctor. Once you have your labs and hopefully you have someone qualified interpreting them for you, you may run into the issue of being told that your labs are normal when in fact you feel otherwise. This is a common issue that I'm seeing and here's why. Many healthcare providers are using Western medical ranges as the standard for these lab values. These ranges are derived from the general population and let's be real, our general population is not healthy. So yes, in a sense, your ranges may truly be normal, quote unquote normal, in comparison to the general population, but that does not mean they are optimal. 
This is where you want to be an advocate for yourself. If you are struggling with feeling shitty in your body and you know it in your bones that something is not right, but you're being told that your labs are normal, it may be time to get a second opinion. Consider researching specialists within your network that hopefully use a more functional approach to labs who can give your labs another look over. I am personally certified to read and interpret lab work, but I am not able to read your labs and diagnose you, and I cannot provide a protocol or advice for you unless you are a client of mine. But if you want a second set of eyes, I can have a look and at least help to point you in the right direction on where to look for a qualified professional if that is something that you need. For people who are my clients, I'm able to use their labs to determine the best course of action for their health journey with me as a certified functional nutrition and metabolism specialist. We utilize labs when it's hard to pinpoint exactly why you may be feeling a certain way. After all, as an example, fatigue is not just a thyroid issue and can present in various scenarios. Having labs also enables me to be more intentional with supplement recommendations, especially if we are looking at micronutrient deficiencies. And finally, labs also provide excellent data to show improved health from the actions that we take in my coaching well beyond just physical body transformations. I think this has been an amazing offer to the add to my coaching. If you've been following me for some time, you likely remember that I truly started as a nutrition coach who talked a lot about ditching macros and finding food freedom. But at the same time, a lot of the work I was doing was truly to help people feel better. I still talk about food freedom and ditching macros, but going through this certification allowed me to do so much more in terms of helping my clients feel amazing from the inside out. I think it's worth noting that in no way am I diagnosing my clients or treating specific conditions, but as a nutrition coach, I do believe that your health and well-being starts with the food that you eat and the life that you live. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of your lab markers can be improved through the basics. There is absolutely a time and place for Western medicine and medications, but I enjoy being a part of my client's health journey because in many instances, we cannot rely only on medication. It's important that we are proactive with our health by learning how to better care for our bodies with the basic actions that we execute daily. This episode provides a general overview of labs and is by no means fully comprehensive. This is a very broad topic, but my goal here was to help provide you a general understanding so you can be more informed on lab work, whether or not it's the right next step for you, what the cost can potentially be, and how to advocate for your personal needs with your healthcare team. If you have any additional questions or you're looking to add a health coach to your healthcare team, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I would love to chat. Until then, I'll catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I am so happy to be a part of your health journey. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're now one step closer to ditching diet culture and finding real food freedom.